What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. We're here, we're talking about The Sopranos. Uh, this is Season 6, Episode 5 and 6, right? What are we uh, 7 and 8, I thought. 7 and 8? Yeah. The hell? Did you, did you watch the correct ones? I did. We watched the we correct did. ones. We just had to talk about it. We Yeah, 7 and 8. We just watched the correct <laughs> ones. Okay, good. Just yeah. want to make sure. Just want to make sure. All right. So, first uh, episode is kind of, you know, I do have a lot of comments on episode eight. Mostly, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that one. Uh, is it the gay stuff? Man, they, they, uh, it just feels like the village people live in that town, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh I would say that uh, I can't say the guy's last name. Joseph, the guy that plays Vito, that was his best episode playing. Yes, this side of the character. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, it's it's odd because he's such an unattractive human being. <laughs> you know, look, like man, it's, everybody it's odd, loves uh, who they love. It's doesn't odd matter to, what you look like. That, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't look. All right. I think this goes back to like what we were what we were talking about a couple weeks ago that like and I think that gets uh that gets punctuated in that episode which we'll get to but you know living the lie for so long that was probably part of his defense mechanism. Be a Thanks. big fat disgusting person mm -hmm. and then like if nobody wants to have sex with you then like you don't have to worry about the people that you're attracted to having sex with you. And then eventually he becomes like a gangster and has to have a front, so you know, got to make things happen. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the first episode, though. That's okay. Uh, Deal. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. So this <laughs> is we we kind of get another another taste of Artie here in his restaurant, which is kind of falling out of vogue a little bit. You know, people aren't coming there as much. No, and I think we're kind of led to believe that Artie's been on somewhat of a, a downward spiral over the last X amount of years, you know, maybe prior to his suicide attempt. But he's, uh, you know, I mean, they're they're hitting it pretty hard that nobody really wants to hear him talking out in front of the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, have you been to a restaurant where the waiter will come up to you and start talking to you? Like overly chatty? Or like the, the, the manager of the restaurant, overly chatty. Yeah. Yeah, like instead of, hey, how, how was your meal? Everything was great. Okay, great. Moves on to the next table. They've got jokes for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and nobody likes that. Yeah. Nobody likes that. No. Um, I guess apparently the food's not as good as it has been. Mm -hmm. The service is slow. He's got a bunch of employees that don't particularly like him. His wife's on his balls all the time. He's uh, got another employee that he has the has the hots for. He's always hiring some eye candy. He, that he can He can uh, somehow try and finagle his way into their pants and never quite get there. Mm -hmm. He's a pro at that. He's got that down to a T. He does. He likes I guess getting he was cucked. Yeah, he does like getting cucked. Um, he, uh, so is he trying to get this girl a green card? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Green Soft card. trying to get her, get her in the country, I guess. Yeah, trying to help her out, but... She was kind of right. Once she, once uh, he found out she could, he couldn't get in her pants. He became kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I guess he was pretty incensed by her dating the least uh, menacing looking gangster <laughs> of all time. Look like uh, Fred Savage, you know? <laughs> he does look like a poor man's Fred Savage. Uh-huh. He. he <laughs> That's a pretty good one, yeah. Um, he just doesn't he doesn't scare me, and no. then I was, which made a lot of sense when Artie then later beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And Artie, he even had a little nice little fist pump at the end. He was excited. I was excited for him that he got a little won victory a fight. there. Got a little yeah. victory there. Yeah. Until he got his hand burned. Yeah, they, buddy came in and shoved his hand. He got he got soup panned. Nobody likes soup panned. So this episode might be the least empathy I've had for Artie because I don't know. It feels like he's putting a lot of this on himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's complaining about kind of things that just happen. Tony kind of calls it perfect, and he does. Yeah. And I, this is the most like there's been like a spectrum where it's like, you know. I felt more bad for Artie and, and I felt like Tony was being the jerk or being abusive or mm-hmm. being uh, using Taking him. advantage. Taking yeah, advantage. Yeah, yeah. But this was kind of like Tony was trying to be a friend. Genuinely Artie, trying yeah. to help him. And I guess, you know, history and, you know, scars run deep, right? Mm-hmm. And so even though Tony's maybe being good here, uh, it's still kind of not going to work with Artie. I don't know. Well... And, I mean, when we're all being realistic about it, like, Tony's Tony's tractor beam is... It's a decent per- percentage of why Artie is the way yeah. he is. Uh, I mean, his, he did a lot art- to him. I mean, the first yeah. episode the with the store blowing up. I mean, it's just a... Yeah. yeah. Which gets a mention in this, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, as Artie kind of just says it, like, he know, he doesn't know that his friend sitting in front of him burned his restaurant down. Mm-hmm. But, like... I mean, Artie calls Tony out on it, just like Tony calls Artie out on his shit later. It's like, maybe the restaurant wouldn't be in so much trouble if you paid your tab every now and then. Yeah. Which was a ballsy move. Yeah, and I mean, that's probably why it's not doing so well, is all these gangsters coming and eat for free. How much much free ravioli has Tony Soprano eaten there? Man. Thousands and thousands, tens of thousands probably. Yeah. A year. A year. If he's having these big dinners, like that catering thing, that was not paid for. And there were 10, 15 people at that table. Have you ever been to a bar that has had regulars that put it on their tab? Or like regulars. a restaurant? Just put it on my tab. And I guess a country club's a little different because that's like your club yeah. tab and it gets paid out. But like... And I, I, you know, because I've definitely, you know, when my parents were a little more well off, that we did belong to Glen Eagles Country Club. Oh. There was a summer or two where I realized, oh, I could just go over there and buy dinner and not pay. Oh, great. Put cool. it on the Mitchell tab. That doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. That's long been canceled. But sure, uh, we're not as wealthy anymore. The Mitchells aren't Travis. Economy. Well, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, it is an economic downturn. Uh-huh. So that's uh, understandable. That's a. That was a thing that happened though. Uh, so yeah, that's one thing. But I'm talking about like a restaurant or bar, because like even like Cheers, like Norm would mm-hmm. put it on my tab. You know, like I've I've never been to a bar that have, has done that. Like I mean, I've opened a tab before, right? Yes, and, but, but I've like, never like paid it out days and days yeah, and days yeah. later or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. like had a run an actual running. I don't even like have an open. T- I don't even like having an open tab. I'll just pay drink yeah. by drink. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable having my like. 
my shit open up at the bar. <laughs> so, you go, I was going to forget your card. You, then you got to do the walk of shame to Fry Street Tavern at 11 o'clock on a Sunday to grab it. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's not a good scene. No, no. That's not a good scene. So, no, I guess I've I've never really encountered that. But I, I haven't really been looking for it real hard either. Mm-hmm. Not a big bar patron. I guess you got to uh, be like either. a regular, you know? I guess it's yeah. going to be a regular kind of deal. Yeah, because otherwise you would hear somebody say, put it on my tab, and you would like you would know if it's, you know, 10 days old or they just opened it five minutes ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's uh, very... And then uh, very interesting, though, his... Uh, this, like... His... Artie's arc really is not a ton... It's different, obviously, but it's not a ton different from any of our other side characters where we started out at least empathizing with them in some ways, yeah. especially Artie, but have gotten to where, like, he's still kind of mob-adjacent, and, like, he's not as good as, you know, comparatively, he's a good guy, but, like, comparatively to normal people, he's really not that he's good not a guy. He's not a good guy, like, to, yeah, to just normal people, no. No, and he projects his problems on everybody else, mm-hmm. like, he... uh like he was doing to Benny, saying he was a married man when he very clearly wanted yeah. to fuck that girl. He yeah. very, very clearly wanted to. So, uh, and you know, like, and and the stuff he's dealing with, with you know, and then he blames Tony for going to the other place for like mm-hmm. a dinner that Tony didn't really have any say over. You know, it's right, yeah, it was Phil's thing, and so we're gonna go over there. I felt bad though for us for Vito's kids though, because Vito's kids were now being called the F word and. Yeah. All that, yeah. That's a tough one, pal. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's, that's and, why uh, normalization of that stuff is important, Travis. That's exactly why. Yes. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> you're making the statements today, and I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's why when people are like, "Why do they have to have all this stuff on TV?" Because it normalizes it, and it's exactly. that's good. Yeah, it makes it to where like you don't call people the f. Yes, it makes like <laughs> oh, it's not a big deal. I've seen that on five TV shows. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Artie really does spend a ton of this episode really just kind of being a shithead. Yeah, he does. Uh, like, kinda, he's kind of in the right on the whole Benny Martina thing. Yes, especially, and I, he didn't know, but yeah, she was the one doing the car, credit card fraud stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it was pretty easy to figure out, yeah. you know, like, the, yeah, that's pretty the guy that's with the mob is probably the one ripping you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tony got kind of upset, like, hey, don't shit where you eat. Don't shit where I eat, either. Yeah, especially yeah. don't shit where I eat. I, I, I really liked that scene yeah. where, like, he's talking to Benny, and ben, and he's like, look, Benny, I already know. You said you're going to take him down to this place and nail his balls to the chair. I, I Yeah, I heard that part. <laughs> but you're not going to do that, is mm-hmm. the thing. That's my friend, and I'm going to talk to him. He's going to apologize. You're going to have your little your parents' little dinner at his restaurant. He's going to apologize. It's going to be fine. He apologizes, but he also kind of little little barb too. Didn't apologize barb. at all, did no, he? he? Didn't really apologize. Did he, he just yeah. yeah. He he asked him if he wanted a martina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is uh, a yikes, it's... considering his pregnant wife was right there, and that's why that's how you end up with soup hand. Soup right hand. there. Soup hand. Pasta hand. Pasta hand. And then what was the deal with the rabbit? Like he's kind of going back to his old recipes. Oh, so like he's, I think he just shot the rabbit 
And then, like, you know, as shit's going bad, he's kind of dwelling on his dad. Because he talks about him a couple times about how his dad had this amazing work ethic. And he's kind of dwelling on that. And he's like, I'm fucking cooking this rabbit that I shot because I feel good about shooting it. And I felt terrible about everything else. And then using his dad's recipes as, like, this is why we do it. Like, that scene, that cooking scene, is one of the more beautifully shot, like, arty scenes. Just because it's... You know, they, they really took the time and the detail to show his passion and, like, his his talent mm-hmm. as far as far as you can show it for an actor on screen, you know? Sure. Uh, and his, you know, his passion for what he does and his, like, his love for the game. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Of course, by the end of the episode, as he's spent a lot of the time talking about not doing twofers or... Uh, catering to the blue hair yeah, crowd. That, that was pretty stupid too. Like, I mean, Tony's. I mean, it's funny with Tony saying, like, "Hey, why don't you do a two for one?" Or, but it's not a bad idea. You know that. And the whole idea of another restaurant comes around. That's no one's fault. It just happens. You yeah, know. No, I, out to I get you. To Somebody white, else wanted to do what you do. I want to get coffee at a uh, White Rock Lake Coffee Shop. For what it's called? Yeah, White Rock Lake Coffee or White Rock Coffee. And uh, it's funny because you go there, and it's like this mom and grop coffee shop. Right next to it is a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh fuck! Do oh, they? Great. Do they have? I think they do pretty well. Like every time I'm there, it's pretty crowded. I think a lot of uh, high school kids go there. I think it's mm-hmm. a big study place, but uh, yeah, it's like, oh fuck! It, it just happened. The whole next episode's all about that gentrification. Yes, it's exactly what I was just about uh-huh. to say. Is like they kind of they 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 set you up with this episode and then hit you over the head with it in the next episode. Um, we haven't even touched on the Christopher stuff. Christopher no, stuff but, though yet. No, we haven't. I think uh, let's see here. Where else are we? Uh, do you have anything else on? Do on Do you Artie? think Artie would be this miserable if he wasn't friends with Tony? Or is no. he destined to be miserable? No. <laughs> I think Tony's the reason for a lot of these people's... Misery? Uh, misery, yeah. I, uh, okay, we'll get to it in the next episode. Let okay. me just make sure I... Make, make sure I mark that I, I down. Have, mark, mark this down. I have a diagnosis Ooh. for Tony. Okay. I'm diagnosing Tony. Okay? Okay. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about that when we get to the next episode when Melfi and her therapist... Uh, sort of talk about some diagnoses, which is the first time I think they've ever really talked about that, like an actual condition that he may have. Okay, let me... Uh, oh, I did write a little note, a little topical note. Artie's restaurant is slipping on nose shredded cheese. <laughs> okay. uh, it's topical, it's topical. It's a little little local note that won't there. Be, that won't be topical when someone listens to this in a year, but it's topical right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, Yeah, it's somewhat topical. Uh, I'd like here. to think it'll always be topical. Hopefully. Um, oh, I write love the little back of the car. What does that mean? The back uh, of the car. Love the little back up, back up of the car. I don't know what that means. Maybe it was how the car backed up like a little bit and went forward. I don't know. There is something I think I remember about a car. I don't remember. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the hit at the beginning of the episode. The hit. Yeah, on Rusty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. So Rusty gets hit. I really liked how the car, like, once they got shot, the car just kind of backs up a little bit that stops. I like that. I like that for some reason. I thought that was was a nice little touch. I don't know why. It was like, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool scene, though. It was. uh, 
another example of abrupt sopranos violence you right know? right and you knew what was gonna happen right when they were there you know it's like oh, oh this yeah is, this is how we know what's happening uh, oh, yeah. uh-huh yeah so that happened so he's gone out of the picture mm, the rest of the stuff's kind of terrible no the rest of the notes are kind of um about the christopher stuff okay so it is terrible yeah this is the be- this is this is one of the one of the few episodes that like the arty stuff is if the arty stuff was not in this episode it would have been maybe my least favorite. I wonder if this was sort of them commentating on Hollywood. I mean and, they do that all the time and yeah, I feel like they, they miss they, they miss the beat every time they do it. I don't know how good Philip uh, or uh, Ben Kingsley was in this. I don't think he, I think he was collecting a paycheck. Yeah. I don't think he really cared too much. Well, like, or was he, he pretending seemed... like he didn't care? Because that—that was his whole—that was his whole character. Was he was pretending he didn't he... care? He yeah, didn't really want to be I... around these guys. I get that, and like it—it ju- it just seemed like he came in for a day. Yeah, and like literally just didn't really care that much. Like he—he yeah. he would. I don't know. Like it just seemed kind of bland. <laughs> It's I think ben they could have, yeah, they could have gotten another actor because I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, Ben Kingsley's, Ben Kingsley is a big name, but it's a it's weird a spot weird for name. him to be. Yeah, it's yeah, because he's very elegant. He's a very elegant Englishman, you know, and yeah. uh, he's just a bit. It's, off. it's not as I don't know. He just seems very proper, like right? Any yeah, any American actor they could have done just well, fine. Okay, so. They had some other ideas for casting, and the movie's called Cleaver. It's the worst sounding movie in the world, first now, of all. Now, I will say, <clears throat> it is quite funny that they're trying to cast Ben Kingsley yes. for this movie. That's that is funny. funny. I'll give him that. That's funny. I thought he did good as, like, that I'm really arrogant, but I'm trying to be kind of modest, but pretending to be modest guy, you know? I thought he did okay yeah. doing that. Like, oh, I don't know why they would think I'm famous at all but i I guess i just found a lot of it to be ridiculous and kind of dumb so i didn't enjoy any of it it, so i'm probably just hating it's a bit like the wire season five where it's almost too personal and it sounds just like yelling in a way yeah you know yeah it's like they're just that hollywood loves to make shit about themselves and like this is just them making shit about themselves and saying look how ridiculous this is you know look how stupid this is yeah you know and it's like, well, we kind of already, like, we didn't know the details, but we kind of assumed. So, thanks, I guess. I don't know. So, other actors, they, they, um, so the creative team also discussed, uh, Michael Douglas, Christopher Walken, Alec Baldwin, and Michael Gambon, who was, uh, Dumbledore in the latter Harry Potter movies. Yeah. I like, uh, what was the second one you said? Christopher Walken. That's like the most that. obvious one. That's right. obvious. I mean, it would have been like perfect I for the like show for this for it. I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. I think either of those could work. I like I like walking because that seems like somebody that they would know yeah, and that, they that, would go yes, after. Hundred percent. That does seem like I don't. Like, you know, it'd be really meta <laughs> if they just you went get James Con. No, no, they just get um, they just get Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's that already on awful. set, practically, right? <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just played, Steve Buscemi they're getting. 
He plays uh, Tony Three Tony characters. B, Tony B, the man, and himself. I look. <laughs> and they producer. missed an opportunity. Director, yeah, they really did. They kind of messed that. That would have been kind of that. That would have taken it out. Like that would have been very fourth wall like, breaking. But they really doing this, guys. <laughs> It might have been worth it. It might have been fun. Um, Could have been. To get Steve Buscemi. <laughs> might really as well. It's uh, really good. I like that. <laughs> I'm not a big Alec Baldwin fan. No, I'm not either. Not either. Um, I don't know. There's not a ton to this storyline. I guess the most you need to get out of what happened there is the, they don't get Kingsley. Kingsley does say fuck on the airplane, which is kind of funny. He does. But uh, the biggest takeaway from this is uh, Chris is definitely off the wagon and Tony is very concerned about his focus. Yes. And that's probably the most you need out of the Chris side of things. Right. Oh, I like uh, also Law and Order SUV. I enjoyed that. <laughs> the SUV. The SUV. <laughs> he did that on another one. One of the things that he told, uh, what's her name? Lauren Bacall. Yeah. He told her that she, uh, he enjoyed her and I can't remember the name of it. But he put oh. the in front of all of it. It was um, it was the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's um, he's good at that. <laughs> he he is, and that that reminds me of my parents so much. Because yeah. every I don't know what it is about old folks in my family, but they want to put the in front of everything. The Google, the Twitter, the this, the that, and I don't know why. It just seems like uh, it's just a, a, a deep south thing, I guess. It's uh, funny though; it makes me laugh every time I hear somebody do it. Well, it's now the cool thing is to take the the out, and you, yeah. So instead of the God of War, it's just God of War. Instead yeah, exactly. of you know, give me something with the in it. The Beatles. Beatles. Okay, I got one for you. My favorite, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite bands, the Dirty Heads, mm-hmm. used to be the Dirty Heads. Mm-hmm. They dropped the the, and now they're Dirty Heads. Nice. It just sounds yeah. cleaner. It does. It sounds it does. sounds more edgy, it right? Does. I thought I was wearing my Dirty Head shirt that still had the the on it. But I like not the Talking Heads. I like their one song. I know. Are they now Talking Heads? No, they should be Talking Heads. They should. They Cut would the be the more out. relevant Cut if they were. The the out. Get the the out of here. The That's Lord of the Rings should just be called Lord of the Rings. Sopranos. Ooh. Yikes. I guess we should quit doing the podcast until they officially take the V out. I agree. We're going to boycott. Yep, right in the middle here. Uh, sorry if you wanted to listen to us review Johnny Cakes. It's the this, Johnny Cakes. It's the Johnny Cakes, and until they remove the V, we're not doing it. We we're will not, not review doing it. We're not going to review the Johnny Cake. All right. So we're on to Johnny Cakes, which I've been hungry for breakfast food all week, which probably isn't great. Have you had a Johnny Cake? No. Yet? I'm probably not going to. I'm probably not either. Is it like a crepe? Because they kind of look like crepes. It's just like crepes. They're just like crepes. The friends are like just like little pancakes. I was okay. thinking that scene from Tell the Nights. Yeah. The, I love the deleted scene, I think, on the extent where it's like, you know what? Uh, either way this goes right now let's all get some paint let's go get some crepes after this <laughs> let's go get some crepes like that sounds good. that sounds great that's fun that's a good scene oh uh, crepes make a big appearance in talladega nights and austin powers gold member 
It all comes down to Austin Powers gold member on these podcasts. Hey Connor, how you doing? Connor <laughs> Con you know Connor, right? Gamescast Connor. Connor. Yeah. His whole uh his whole hypothetical he always brings up. For some reason, because he he always asks me, Do you think someone's favorite movie is Austin Powers? And I say yes. Someone in the world's favorite movie is Austin Powers Surely. one or two. And then yeah. he always asks, Gold member. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think so. There's just no way, right? No. Maybe like back on that in that year, back in the maybe, year 2002. But maybe right now, no. I don't think so. No, I don't. I can't. Maybe somebody who like was on that movie and they uh, were that was like their only credited role. That's their favorite movie. But other than that, I don't find it to be real plausible. One and two, no, for sure. I don't think so either. One and two, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely somebody out there that just really digs the spy who shagged me. I mean, look, that was my favorite one, and I I, I bet you it wasn't. Yeah. I bet you the first one was better. I probably critically better, but I I loved Fat Bastard and Mini Me and all the mm-hmm. all and the whole crew. You know, mm-hmm. the I whole like. Crew. Oh, number two, you look so healthy and youthful and frow. You look so. Yeah. I do right. like. <laughs> she looks just the same. <laughs> Yeah, I like. Uh, so I do like. I do like Liz Hurley better than Heather Graham. Yeah, Elizabeth we'll Hurley was sexier. Still, still. You mm. know what? Heather Graham ain't doing so bad herself. Mm. All right, we're off topic. Johnny Cakes, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, I did like the beginning of that movie too. It was great. Where where uh, Elizabeth Hurley just gets shot, and then he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm single again." <laughs> it's, yeah. That movie was great. Cause cause she was a fembot. Yeah, fembot. Fembot. Hey, I. You're not oh. gonna catch me hating on one and two. I love those. Austin movies. Powers was pr- look. It got memed, memed to death, but it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah, I think Mike it's Myers. The, it's kind of Boratty in a way where it's like a little, you know. But yeah, it's still good. The whole yeah, baby is the my wife of the '90s, definitely. But yes, it is. Yeah. Dang. Whoa. <laughs> kind of is. That's but... a really good comparison. I'm proud Thanks. of you, man. Thank you. That was good Thank stuff. You. All right, let's get to this. I'm gonna write. Johnny I'm gonna tweet Cakes. that. I'm gonna tweet that. I'm gonna remember that and tweet that. Re- remember it and tweet it, and I'll and I'll like it. Okay, okay, I will. I'll give you a little heart. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, In- internet currency. Yeah. So, on this, Seth Wall says that Johnny Cakes is the biggest departure of season six and possibly the series, and he kind of talks about how almost melodramatic the stuff with in, in New Hampshire was. Because, yeah, that stuff really felt kind of out of place for what The Sopranos is, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it felt like kind of a, a, a sitcom-y, maybe Twilight Zone even, or like some kind of like Americana 50s. Mm-hmm. Or even like, I don't know, something. I, I've never seen this movie, but... Uh, it's definitely too gay to be the 50s. I'll just well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> what was the one with um, Tobey Maguire... The one that Pleasantville. Pleasantville. The, I was gonna say it's a ticket drop. Now it's a little Pleasantville, you know, <laughs> where there's stuff in the in secrets, you know, hiding in the surface. And but uh, so, I don't so know. This, like it, it, it was definitely. I think it's. Sorry, I don't no. You go ahead. Out. I wasn't going. Um, I think it's mostly just because the city is so implausible, mm-hmm. and the other part is that, like, as much as we. You, Vito's just not that big a character, you know, at this point in the show, like he's just not that important to the viewer. 
Now, like, I like the episode. I yeah. like. I oh, think I'm not trying the... to make fun of it or insult yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. And I'm no, mainly just going on what Alan Sepulwell wrote. Right, and in just artistically, and I think a lot of people had a problem with, uh, I think it, this is 2003, so let's not kid ourselves that a lot of people probably had a problem with this Yeah, they episode. probably did. Because it was it was it, gay. It's the least gay thing I've I've ever watched though. It I mean, really, it just, really it's is. Like, if someone got upset by that, man, they've not seen a lot of a lot of movies or TV. What year did Brokeback Mountain come out? Oh, uh, it was like oh six or oh seven. So it was after. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was before or after, and I was I was way after. I was definitely like. Because they put them out in the in the like field and they're I was like they're are they they doing a little brokeback mountain here on on like motorbikes. I think it was though? a book though. So was I don't it? Know. Maybe yeah. they did. Maybe they did a little but, bit. You know, I like I said. I think a lot of people got a little upset because of that. And then like he's just not that important. And I wish you I wish it was if maybe if it was a different character, it could have worked a little bit better. Or a different actor building the the building the story from you know ground one mm-hmm. to here. Maybe it could have worked a little bit better. I mean, he was an ancillary side character, but not yeah. even like Bobby. Where Bobby had like at least he was like B tier, you know, mm-hmm. like at least he you know had a personality and he had he had wants, he had yeah. uh, aspirations. He had a role. He had a role one. where Vito was just a guy who would say things here and He's there. He basically was Vito was basically henchman number two yes. until last year. Yes, you know exactly. Like, just not that important. And I'm not hate like I said, like we we're both saying like I like this episode and I think they did a really good job with what they yeah. did. But it is out of place. It does look weird. That city is I, implausible. I think it is definitely a. <laughs> I, and I've not like seen a lot of these shows like Queer as Folk, which is mentioned in the Steppenwall thing, and um, uh, what was the other one they mentioned? Oh, Six Feet Under. But I think that's just a character. I think that's just um, a character. But they mentioned like some of those shows that were a little more nuanced. But I, I, I don't know. Like I really don't know. Uh, I wish I did know like better. Uh, kind of what is a cliche that has been used because it just seems very cliche and very like. What is the idea of a masculine gay man? Oh, mm-hmm. he's a firefighter, rides a motorcycle. It's like mustache, mustache has Cooks a daughter, food. has a daughter. Exactly. Yeah, you know, wasn't it's like, always gay. Uh, it's it's like it's interesting. It, it just feels like a a like a cartoon almost of a yeah. what uh what this thing would be in this New Hampshire. T- it it feels like every like a joke. You know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I think I think what we've what we've dialed down in, we like the story they told in this yeah. episode. The situation and the like build to it yeah. was garbage. Like yeah. they just it just it, not garbage. It just wasn't it just handled wasn't correctly. Well, yeah, it was handled. Can it was almost like, hey, we want to do this, but I, you know, it's probably a bunch of white straight dudes writing this. Like, I wouldn't be able to write it. You wouldn't be able to write it very well. You probably. This no. is why you need other voices right well this is I mean, why you need other voices and people maybe who were gay to be like hey let's do this a little better a little more tasteful and not saying that was like untasteful it was just it seemed very much like oh how are we gonna do this okay make him a, ride a motorcycle that's kind of gay yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah make him a fire and you gotta fighter. think you gotta think about who okay so the, this did air in 2006 not 2003 so it okay. would have been right about that um but 
still like it's you got to think who the audience of this show is uh-huh. mostly white straight males you uh-huh. know like uh and who is it made by white straight males for mm-hmm. the most part and i kind of think they were trying to put forth a like a genuine representation and had absolutely no idea what they were doing uh-huh. That's i'm not saying i could do it any better but i just i just no. feel like it was a bit it's also 2020 for us and it was 2006 right. for them they had no idea what they were talking about probably. right right you know yeah. uh best case scenario maybe, maybe i could do better i, I but I, I don't know you yeah, know. best case scenario like that writer's room and chase or maybe five or six years woke like yeah you know like it's just it's a different thing it's it's it's, it's kind of it i don't know it's it's a hard it, it it's almost a hard like a simpsons situation. episode in a way like uh it's so on the nose in yeah, places because it's that like the it's, whole fire department's gay no they're all are they all because <laughs> he's like sit, and he's like sitting across from the the table at him like smiling yeah. and nodding like it just be as gay as you want man it's gonna be okay <laughs> i don't know little... uh Vito does get his ass kicked and he was... does i remember that scene kind of funny yeah he does uh, he, that, that, again the guy's like the most badass dude <laughs> I kind of want to fuck him, honestly. He's just, he's, he saves kids. He's just he's got a, a daughter. Ass. Yeah, yeah. He's got a mustache. I can yeah. ride that mustache. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For real though. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I liked. Uh, I liked. V- that was Vito a very Vito. good line. Yeah, and, and the whole apology was very mm-hmm. good. Um, yes. Yeah. That's where I was the whole deal. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked that scene. I liked uh, I liked him coming back around and like it. Like the line's kind of corny, it's, but yeah. it's also it's also a true thing that sure. if you live you live the and we've been talking about that. Uh, you know, you live the lie so long, you a don't know when it's when to stop lying about it, and you kind of at some point trick yourself into it not being real. Mm-hmm. Although he was in a gay club like a week ago, so he's not having that hard of a time right. with it. You know. Uh, well, it's, it's in public, more, though. Being in public, yeah, I guess. Yeah, more being in public. More right. being in public. Uh, did enjoy, as a whole, this episode, I feel like, kind of I did focuses... like a ham-fisted pertaining to be a sports writer and not getting anything right. <laughs> yeah, there was a sports uh, sports moment. That old man was crimping his style. He was. As he was trying to hit on, uh, what's this guy's name? Jim? Jim, like, looking? I don't know. Jim, not from The Office? No, definitely not Jim from The Office. No. Um, okay, so I really enjoyed, like, I think... I did I think write the, in all caps, the whole fire department is gay, question mark. Yeah. How do they find all of them? <laughs> How did they find all of them? <laughs> Jesus, Trey. Uh, it seems like the focus of this episode as a whole was kind of uh, everybody trying new things and, like, almost well, getting there here's almost what, getting there here's what my lord and savior Seppenwall wrote alright so the three stories Tony, AJ, and Vito these stories all testify on, ah, these stories all testify to how hard it is to fight tradition and conditioning as well as the futility of resisting forces that you know deep down overwhelm you so with Vito, it was his sexuality. With Tony, aversion to fidelity. With the, uh, the um, that's a nice way of saying yes. it. An aversion to fidelity. And with AJ, 
the constitutional constitutional inability to be dangerous, or the or the rising tide of corporate expansion or gentrification like the North Ward. So yeah. Um, so basically, what I said, but prettier. Yes. <laughs> He's a better writer than you are, Travis. I'm sorry. He is. He, he is, is a better writer than I am. Yes, yes he is. Yes, he is. I, I do hear his Breaking that. Bad book is disappointing, though. Because it's not really? like this where he went back. It's just like his old articles. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not quite as in-depth no. or anything. Well, we might have to test that out when we, uh, if we do indeed confirm that we're doing that. Yeah. It was a little. It was a little iffy last week. You were saying it sucks, so I don't I, know. It's Dan and Jake said it sucks, so it sucks. I'm sorry. They are. They are your leaders. Yeah. You must abide. You must abide. Yeah, I must. So how about AJ? I guess he's just kind of sitting around watching cartoons, clubbing at night, doing cocaine. Yeah. So again, Sepulveda kind of put his character in an interesting light. Is that he's kind of trying to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And every time he tries to do that, he has the panic attack. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, when he tried for the football team, he knew he didn't fit, had a panic attack. Uh, right. Military school, knew he wasn't going to do it, had a panic attack. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. <laughs> here, uh, wants to be in the club scene, realizes that everyone's kind of just using him, has a panic attack. Mm-hmm. He then, you know, wants to avenge his father. Uh, and kill his uncle and goes and tries to do it and fails like AJ usually does yeah, miserably. Right, I, I right did right love juniors. Not my knife, not my knife. <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, a nice touch having junior, like start walking towards him. Like nothing's wrong with him. Yes. And then halfway through going into child, take me home, take me home. Yes, take me. And that being what freaks out AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad for Junior. Uh, you know, I do too. I do too. If he, you would feel a lot more bad for him he if wasn't. he hadn't tried to kill Tony before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was almost just like he just he fi- finally came around on him. Right, you know? right. But I, you do because he I, does. He's so confused now. Yeah, I do just, think he loves Tony. I don't think he does. I think all that was a front that like silent scene that we got like a year ago where Tony, Tony asked him, do you even love me? I think that's just, that's just the toxic masculinity. that This show tries to put forth, which gets brought up in this episode. I think he, I think he sees him as a son of some kind, you know, I do too. Especially once his brother passed, I think he, he kind of took it upon himself to make sure Tony was set on the right path. Mm -hmm. And he clearly did. I mean, I, I mean, Depends on his goal was probably to make him boss, so he did a great job. Does does remind me? Does Tony tell AJ he loves him? In this, in this episode, yeah, I know he has before, right? He doesn't have that. He, he doesn't has. really have that. Won't say I love you to your kid thing. I don't believe so. No, I don't think he does in this episode. But I mean, the come to Jesus meeting. It was first very of all, good. Awesome, awesome yeah. scene. Like that was a dad who was desperate. Like the the yelling at, was was done. It was like I'm really worried about you, kind of thing. Well, and he, you know, they're, they're both on the verge of tears throughout the whole yeah. scene. And AJ, of course, starts crying, and Tony is telling him to don't cry, don't cry, and it, and he's like basically telling himself yeah. not to cry, yeah, because he really is about to like cry. Because yeah. he says it, 
he tells Melfi like he's like it's like it's it's like a bad smell lingering in the house yeah. him being here because he's just a shithead and he doesn't do anything and then like he's getting in this car and Carm and him look so disappointed out the window and he talks about it a couple of other times and like I mean they've 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 definitely been building to the point of like Tony and Carm are now I mean kids 19 20 years old and he's 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 just kind of a fuck up. He just kind of is what he is. He's rich and he's spoiled and and he's got the balls to ask them to give him a club. <laughs> he can't eat. and then Tony was kind of like maybe we should do it. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh it's uh, it's very uh he's just a shithead, man. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a little shithead. Blockbuster's brought up. Remember Blockbuster, Travis? Remember Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? <laughs> I do. I do remember Blockbusters. Um, yeah, and that was a that. Have you ever been that not given a shit about your job? Because <laughs> I'm not sure I. have. I've definitely got in trouble because the lady thought I was being a jerk like that, but I wasn't. Really? Yeah, it's a long, weird story. Pretty much, she thought I was being sarcastic about something, but I'm just an idiot. Because she asked me if we they had, we had white chocolate. I didn't realize they did have white chocolate for the coffee. We were like, it was a movie theater, and they had a coffee oh, yeah. bar. Uh, it was Angelica. And, oh. And, so uh, you revealed so far in this episode that you used to uh, have a country club membership. I used to work at Angelica? What does that you, mean? It's one of the fanciest movie theaters in Dallas. I was in Plano. It was the Plano one. So Sorry. The fanciest movie theater in Plano. I like movies. Come on. Yeah. Rich boy. You, you don't have to be rich to work at a fancy place. Mm-hmm. It's very rich to work at a fancy place. Anyway, she thought I was being sarcastic to her, and I wasn't. I honestly didn't realize. what I, I didn't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of side with the lady. Well, okay. You don't know the story. I didn't really tell you the story, but okay. <laughs> Anyway. I think you're being very sarcastic. And I don't and, appreciate it. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, I felt that. bad because my because the manager was a really nice guy. He would I think he was like maybe in his maybe like forty or in his late thirties and mm. he was trying to like get move up and he's like, you know, I just you know, we're having a review and I'm like, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I, I honestly I you know, because she wrote a letter. Like she was so upset, she wrote, she wrote a, letter. a letter. Yes, Jesus. I didn't realize I did anything. It was just <laughs> one of those deals where it's like, you know, I can't. Sometimes I'm just dumb, and I can't. I hear two different things, or I mishear what you say, mm-hmm. and and it just became a whole deal. And I wasn't. I did not mean anything by it. But Karen had to be. Uh, you know, it was definitely a Karen. Was it a Karen? Mm-hmm. Karens are everywhere, man. Yeah, and they're univer they're universal, and they uh, they're uh, what's the time version of universal? Uh, everlasting. Everlasting, yeah. Yeah, Karens are everywhere and always. Mm-hmm. Everywhere and always. Okay, we got <clears throat> Tony in this as well. Yeah, I I want to I want to hit on Melfi really quickly. I mean, she's a married woman, sir. She's, I don't know. I, guess, I, I don't know. Date on that situation. No, I just you, you just said hit on Melfi, and I was just trying to make no, a joke. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're playing with words, and I like that. So she, after I guess in his um, 
session with her in this one. She's making some more inferences, and then she goes to her own therapy session where Bud is usually pretty, uh, pretty interested in what's going on. With is Tony. this your? Uh, you were said you were going to diagnose Tony. I'm going to diagnose Tony. Okay. Now, everybody, bear in mind, I have not seen the episode or seen the show, the show all the way through. So, if there's a real diagnosis coming, I don't know it. A final diagnosis, because I feel like this is the first episode where they really talked about him having some sort of a condition outside of the panic attack, like an actual. Wouldn't sociopath be considered a definition? Oh. I thought that was already established. No, I don't believe it has. They took they brought up like four different conditions in this episode. Okay, None I of them were sociopath. Go, go ahead. Go ahead with that. I think Tony Soprano is a sociopath. I thought that was already established. <laughs> no, it wasn't really. It is for the viewer, yes. but not for them. Okay, so they are finally coming to the conclusion that he's a sociopath. At some point, maybe I don't know. But when they they are they they said four different conditions. What were those in this four episode. different conditions, though? None of them were sociopath. Wouldn't that be obvious for anyone who knew what he does, though? You would think so, but they absolutely have not mentioned it. Or at least I haven't heard them mention it. Because, like, the, I mean, wouldn't that be obvious? Like, knowing the signs, those signs are have been written like since the seventies. I would like, say a whole it's a guide. little difficult because, like, he's not emotionless. Like, he definitely. But you has don't have emotions. to. You don't have to. Uh, I, I forgot what it's called, but there is a list of criteria and. For, for to make someone a sociopath or a psychopath, I think they, they, I think they might be the same thing or I forgot. They're either they're, the same they're thing different. or they're either, they're not either the different. same thing. It's either the same thing or they're different. I'm telling you, they they're are different. not the same okay. thing. Yes, because psychopath acts on their tendencies, right? And a sociopath mm-hmm. doesn't. Sort of something like that. I, I, I can't remember the exact definitions, school, but uh, I took like six of them, and I don't. I can't tell you the exact definitions. They they talked about two or three or four different conditions in this episode none of them were so were, was sociopath but they are trying to like narrow it down i guess so you've taken those classes you know like there's a criteria mm-hmm. yeah but just because he has emotions doesn't mean he doesn't fall into all this other criteria that's true but that's part of why like that's it's like um it's like a lot of conditions have like a telltale sign mm-hmm. that this is a, that you should watch out for this. Where I don't think he's like a traditional sociopath because he's able to. Bl- I mean, that's kind of part of being a sociopath is it's hard to tell that somebody's a sociopath because nobody's paying it that close attention right. to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I, I mean, like you, there there's tons of sociopaths around us. Like, not all of them are trying to kill people. Most business people are sociopaths. Most tons of them. Most yeah. All, every president's a sociopath we've ever For had. For sure, absolutely. I mean, good ones and bad ones. Kobe Bryant, probably sociopath. a sociopath. Michael Jordan, sociopath. Uh, yeah, because you kind of have to lack empathy, and Tony Soprano mm-hmm. lacks empathy. Absolutely. Uh, delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. And I guess Michael Jordan doesn't have any delusions. He is the greatest, right? True. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I mean, as of right now, can you argue Tony's not the greatest? He's the greatest, yeah. Tony I mean, is the greatest. Pro- 
we don't know any other bosses. One of them, the only other one we know is in jail. Yeah. So Tony's he doing great. He has no delusions of who he is. No. And people treat him like he's the greatest. So he basically is. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of beside the point, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, the sociopath is more, like, delusions of grandeur as, like, godlike figure can can right. actually believes that they deserve to get away with everything. And he does. He definitely and does. he absolutely yes. does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember in a, that class I took that you never took because I took all okay. of them. I have delusions of grandeur now. Class. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> we had to take a fictional character and do an, an, an analysis of them, a psychoanalysis of them. I should have done Tony Soprano. That would have been a good one. I, I did Travis Bickle idea. from Taxi Driver, which is okay. It's an, it's an obvious one, but you know, good stuff. Though. Yeah, good stuff, Carbon. So let's hit uh, let's hit this Tony stuff. Sorry, before we get out of I here. I stole your your it's thunder. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's but fine. I think I was, I was I trying to get they in ever early say on sociopath, this. but I think they do mention. I know she... specifically they talk about. Certain things Tony does, like when she ditches him. Yes, because I think she. Some doctor mentions like they have like an affinity for children and animals. There you go. Yeah, and I mean we're also really the big thing to take out of that scene is less that they're trying to come up with a, a diagnosis because the diagnosis really doesn't mean anything. It's more that she is finally starting to come to the conclusion that she can't really do anything for him yeah that she's you know that she's at her wits end you know they're not helping each other at all you know what i mean because it's sort of a symbiotic relationship at this point where she kind of likes being part of it and i don't know you know it hasn't seemed like either has gotten a ton out of the relationship in quite a long time Mm -hmm. but whatever so the last part of this episode is uh, gentrification. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought it was a very funny scene where uh, I think Patty, right, and another guy go up to mm-hmm. like the what was it? Was it a Starbucks or was it a some sort of coffee shop? Was it a coffee shop? They have it written on here. It was some shop. Was it a Jamba Juice? Uh, Might have been a Jamba Juice. <laughs> Man, I miss Jamba Juice. They don't have Jamba Juices anymore, right? It's all fat Jamba Juice dead? I don't know. Is it? No, I, no, no. I, I think Jamba, Jamba Juice is, is, is still around. Good for Jamba Juice. There's something juice. else that's that's not here anymore. Uh, juicy Juice. Forgot. But yeah, they, they go over to... Um, I'm trying to see exactly what it was. Uh, Franchisee Coffee Shop. Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, Starbucks. Oh, it's like a pastry shop. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was you know, it's a and they talk to the manager like, hey, you know, uh, you might. They're trying to shake him down, and the guy's mm-hmm. just like, dude, this is this is all corporate owned, and they don't care about me. You no. know, you do anything to the store, they're not going to give a shit. There's now like, if we oh. come up short. They're going to fire me. Yeah. And then you're going to have to deal with somebody else. (laughs) So it's kind of a waste of time, bud. They're like, oh, well, we're fucked. How does the, how does the mob keep profitable? I guess they, they don't do that anymore. Probably nowadays. It's probably more gambling, right? And gambling and um, uh, credit cards, credit cards. Yeah. I bet they're doing a lot of, 
a lot of online scamming. Mm-hmm. I bet they still do. Uh, but they're probably still leaning on a lot of local businesses. Yeah, there's still local businesses out there. They can't go into a, um, you know, they can't go to a pot belly and do yeah, it. Yeah, no. But no. You're gonna have our time walking into the Whataburger and yeah, shaking them down, shaking down Mr. Whataburger, shaking down Mr. Whataburger, who just sold to some some people a few months back. Yeah. actually. No longer Texas owned, even though it I know. says it. Chicago. Yep, yeah, it says it though on the bag, which is very offensive every time I it go. It is. Not it's not Texas or family owned anymore. Mm. Just so you know, those bags are lying to you. Disgusting. How many? How many breakfast burgers? Don't did you have talk about this today. Two. Don't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, man. You know the power move is to uh, to put sausage on it too. Add a little sausage patty. It's to too it. much meat. You had two of them. <laughs> okay. Maybe I should have just they gotten are, a double. I should have gotten two. They are yummy, though. They're, They're yummy. so good. They're very yummy. Yeah, like, I'm big, big on that pepper sauce. Dude. It's the tease. I get it on all my burgers there now. My God. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tony meets... Uh, uh, <sighs> A younger Julia, um, Juliet, Julie, Julianne, Julie Julian. Dreyfus. Nope, Margulies. She ex-woman. was on ER, and she was very famous. And the Good Doctor. No, not the Good Doctor. The Good Lawyer. The Lawyer the Show. The Good Wife. It's a Good Wife. The Good Child. Yeah, and she was. Uh, she was an ex lady. Uh, She's very uh, Tony's type. Yeah, right in the wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Young brunette. She almost sales. Almost <laughs> totally just uh, gets him the Heisman. Almost. Sort of. This is the first time that I've actually felt like a woman would not have been okay yes. with sleeping with Tony Soprano. Yeah, they all are. Eventually, they all are eventually. But I, I kind of, you know, I don't know. There's something. There's something about him. This season, he just doesn't seem well, so it doesn't seem like the charm or the the money would be doing quite the effect that it used to. No, and he actually had some restraint, a little bit, compared to uh, how he I mean, normally it's, is. It's like ten percent restraint. I'm pretty sure his dick was already inside of her when he threw her off. Uh, I think that still no, counts. Not the clothes were not on off though. I think his dick was out, man. I don't think so. Her underwear were off. There were there was vagina touching his pants, bare minimum, probably a little b hole too. Mm. It was some restraint. It was yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you on that point, but it was like five to ten percent. Like like that's like in any kind of regular TV show. Like I remember like Lost. You remember when uh. The ner- the patient kisses Jack, like she's the one who kissed him. The I, Italian the doctor, one... oh, Italian yeah, yeah, guy yeah, and his yeah. daughter. Remember? Yeah. And then he feels so guilty about that. He's like, "Oh, hello, Julie, Julie Bowen. I she kissed me." And Julie Bowen's like, "Fuck you, Jack. We're gonna go marry the guy in Modern Family now. We're gonna go over to that show. <laughs> go to this other show. And Remember that scene? Raise. It's like that's like, yeah. and then but this is like." If Tony doesn't put his dick in full penetration, it's not cheating. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the other show, it's like, 
Oh my okay, god, she, not... she held my hand at the party. I gotta tell my wife. This okay, is like, it's... hey, I didn't put my dick in. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, okay. But given that he had previously had a conversation where he was mad because Melfi was inferencing that he was that he does that and he has a history and the last time it happened it almost broke up his marriage and he said he's not gonna let that happen again he but didn't. really what he said really what he said was is he wasn't gonna let it enter the house again right uh and then his dick stopped working after they shot him right so and things seemed to be he just was basically what happened was is he figured out he could fuck his wife so he wanted to go fuck somebody else too that's what happened yeah and then and then if if she doesn't button his shirt up He's dicking down that girl. He saw the scar and felt guilty. Yeah. That's so I give progress. him. I give him five percent restraint. Oh, five percent. I'll give him. I want to give him twenty percent because I. You know 20. what? That's my boy. That's my boy Tony. That's your big boy T. That's my big boy T. You know what? He's look, man. Every other little lip dick cuck on TV, they look at a girl funny and they have to go cry to their wife, all right? Tony, he's just macking on every chick he can see. And so, if he, if he has a little restraint, the dick doesn't go in all the way, just the tip. It's progress. And then he just he just really <laughs> wanted some smoked turkey. He did. To, well, to make himself well, feel that's, better. You know what? That's very of character. Because you remember the in the first season, when he doesn't... Uh, remember the coach that was, uh, that was, uh, diddling, diddling the girl. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. So remember coach. when he tells, uh, Silvio not to go about killing him mm-hmm. and then he gets real drunk and angry. It's almost like, it's almost like a, an outburst or like a, you know, anytime he does something, something remotely good, he mm-hmm. just has like a, a meltdown. Yeah. It's just, just kind of like. His programming's off, you know? Man, that's crazy because we've just... I mean, we've also been talking about him vomiting every yeah. time he does something vile. So it's like, for a little while, his body was fighting the violence uh-huh. and the negativity. And now his body is backfighting positivity yeah. and good things. Yeah. That, so I guess, is that supposed to tell us that Tony Soprano is recovered? Or he's just going through a change. If you want to be optimistic, or not going, or not going through a change. If you want to be a pessimist, yeah. I'm a pessimist. I'm probably a pessimist too. And I, my my guess is is he fucked somebody other than Carmelo before the end of the, the series. Well, we're gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't remember. Yeah, my guess is is it, and I still want to count it. I still want as a married man, I kind of want to count it. Yeah, but look, dude, if you ever like much as like crossed paths of another woman, you'd have to tell your wife and cry. Oh, I looked at a woman the other day. I'm sorry, honey. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe not, but if you rip the fucking panties off of a girl, that is cheating, my friend. Oh, no, I agree with you. It's cheating. But in Tony Soprano's world... Nope. Everybody. Yeah, but in his world, it's a little different. No. No, I agree. But it's, you know, it's, it's progress somewhat. So well, big boy T. It's, it's big T. Big T it's over big there. Big T. It's my boy T. It's my boy. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'll give him. I'll give him five. I'll okay. give him five. Give him Which ten. Which is priced. Let's do Still ten. Priced. Let's do ten. How about how about how about seven? All right, fine. Seven. Seven percent. 
Okay, seven percent progress for T. All right, congratulations. <laughs> you get I'm a glad gold we, star. I'm glad we came uh, came to an agreement on that. Glad we came. Yeah. To an agreement on that. Uh, I really in, I, I really liked the second episode. I didn't really like. I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like my favorite episode or anything. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy episode seven a ton. Had some some fun arty stuff, but other than that, I, I thought the Kingsley uh, Kingsley stuff fell pretty flat. Second episode fairly strong, you know. Um, yeah, we're getting pretty close here to the end of the the six A here. Oh, by the way, Seppenwall said six B was seven, so he he's calling it. Can he's we call it, it seven? seven. I don't want to call it six B. We're going to call it seven. We were actually seven. it was brought up twice on the hard line this week. The whole Sopranos because they've been they've been talking about um, what's it called uh. The uh, Everglades, or what's it called? Florida. No, Ozark, Ozark yeah. And uh, they're talking about it's the last episode's being split up into two, and every time it's been like, Dan's like, you know, Breaking Bad did that. Did the Sopranos do that? And I, and I always pop and go, yep. Yeah. I know, because we're watching The Sopranos. Remember, Dan? Remember how you suggested how we should do that? It was Danny, that? not Dan, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And I think Danny knows, but, um, or Dan knows. But uh, yeah, um, it was interesting. I want to say he liked one of the first tweets we had for the Sopranos. Probably did, yeah. Uh, announcements mm-hmm. on on the tweets. I don't know. Maybe he's listening right now. Hi, Dan. Kind of kind of doubtful this late in the pod, yeah. but if you are, hi, Dan. I wonder it's how many people list have Dan listened McDowell. to every single one. You've been Almost watching nobody. along. Almost nobody, right? Yeah, probably not. It's just fun to do. It's an exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i had fun it was a fun one <laughs> i had a lot of fun i did too. i had tons of fun all right what do you say we wrap this bad boy up? let's do it all right we'll see you guys soon some other time in this week or next week or whenever talk about the rest of the episodes of soprano i think we got two more this season right mm, i don't know we'll find out we'll all get right. two episodes later in the week <laughs> bye bye